Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here in NURC with Jared Lynch and Lucinda Kelly from Poppetry. How's it going, guys? Great, thanks. Yeah, yeah really good. Let's be a bit of background on the company and what it actually does. Sure, yeah, yeah. So Poppetry was set up from NDRC in spring 2016 and we started off almost like an Airbnb for pop-ups, yeah. um, connecting brands at vacant spaces uh, for experiential marketing campaigns. But very quickly we realised our customers were looking for more data insights, so looking for insights on footfall, for um, demographics, neighbourhood insights. So we pivoted about a year ago. And what we're building is a data platform that uses behavioural and social media data to find audiences for brands, uh, connect them with spaces that we've signed up, and then actually measure the impact of their pop-up or experiential marketing campaign. I guess that's when you hired Gerald for this experience. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess I came on board, I, it seems like a long time, but it's, I think it's only about three or four months. So I came on board to basically spearhead this data platform, so we're calling PopScore. So as Lucinda mentioned, you've the first step, which is to uh, discover the locations that so we're combining behavioral um, movement data and social media data to enable um, brands and agencies to find um, the optimum uh, location. So at the moment, so we're, we're going to be launching in this product in London in um, Q1 next year. So we're looking, we've a lot of data for the London area, which is organized by postcode sector. So for, say, for example, you're looking for vegans age 2029 male like where do they reside in london so with our combination of data we can you know we can rank all the areas in london by their um you know similarity to this this you know particular demographic so uh, it's it's really interesting and really really exciting stuff because the moment data science has come sexy again in ireland yeah well i mean <laughs> you know yeah it's definitely when years ago when i was doing my phd there was no such thing as data science you know data science or I mean, machine learning was thing but it was generally something that i say was confined to the academic realm, but definitely I've noticed in the past five years, so my previous role, I was in London working for uh, Babylon in the med tech space, so basically, you know, there I thought that even the term data science was more common in job ads, and there was a lot more people coming in from the big universities, but I think definitely now it's it's a really growth area, and then people are, you know, it's very difficult to find, so we're, we're trying to find some more at the moment, and it's yeah. They're it's hard tricky. to find, like Jared is a little diamond, hard yeah. to find. Because I was early in year, that's your words. And the moment they were saying that the, if you work in that area, the, the money is very good, but it's hard to get staff to, to work in that area, hard in, to find staff. In data science? Yeah. Yeah, like I, there's definitely a lot of CVs coming into us daily nearly, but the calibre for what we want at the moment just isn't quite there. With that yeah, I, w- I would say there's a bit of a disconnect between, say, like the academic um, space and, you know, people with industry experience in data science, because it, it's a very... It's a new term, so you know it's kind of a generic catch-all term. So, like a data scientist could be a guy who does SQL queries. He could be a guy who does hardcore machine learning, neural networks. He could be a guy who just does like I mean, a lot of people still would use the term for someone who does reporting, like a more of an analyst. I've even seen a, a, a role, a, a, you know, description data science analyst. So I don't exactly know what that is, but uh, yeah. somebody who analyzes data scientists, maybe I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and I guess for you, you first started off as, as a prop tech. But now you're also, you can pursue machine learning tech and everything else and talking tech because you diversified and you built it slightly. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to put a label on, on what sector you're in. And I'm, I'm great at that in the sense that if we're trying to get a bit of PR or investor interest, we can go in and go, we're prop tech or we're retail tech or AI or yeah. big data. And you can sell that story for your audience. 
but ultimately we don't really care what we are all we want to do is drive great proprietary technology and, and solve a problem and our customers are marketing directors or marketing agencies yeah. and, and they don't really care whether we're prop tech or retail tech they, I they guess just want our tech my view is you're probably just you, we're just a tech company we are building great tech yeah. we are building yeah and with, with the advancements in data availability across uh, telcos and social media companies and new APIs in line with GDPR of course there's this huge opportunities for location data which gives brands and marketing agencies great insights when they decide on on big budget campaigns. And I guess with like, I've been Watson is now becoming very popular to be used uh, as a usage tool. Yeah, like I mean, we're playing around with it. I, I weekly, I'm going to say daily, say to Jared, oh, Watson, like Jared has an opinion on it, but it's great for shortcutting and testing a few bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah I think Watson is great, as you said, for trying out stuff. Um, but I think, you know, we'd really like to, you know, we're, we're focusing on building our own proprietary technology that serves exactly our use case. So I think Watson is, is really good for prototyping, getting something out there, getting an MVP. But I think ultimately we'll be building it in-house using mostly open source technologies for now. Because so. I guess if you're trying to show something down with your product and you haven't got anything built, if you can use something like Watson to show what we're planning to do and, and, the, and they show what, it, what in the long term you want to do with it, you're going to want you to get an investment because you've shown something that works. Yeah, I mean, for the prototype at the time, we had, it was before you came on board, Jared, but yeah. I used, to keep cost down, I used um, a crowd in India to help build a prototype using Twitter data on heat maps. Yeah. and there certainly wasn't any telco data but it was enough actually some people thought it was a bit flaky but it was enough to kind of go look this is what the data is available and what we can build yeah. but certainly I think Watson seems to be a lot more commercialised a lot more streamlined and a lot more companies are starting to use it it's not just the, the big big companies now that they're looking to target yeah because I've seen last year Watson when it first came up starting to get big there was a company had a doll that used Watson so that he could actually uh, talk to you back, back to you and he remembers who you are so if you're a three-year-old kid and he goes, hi, sir, how are you? You know, everything about you, which in a way got a bit creepy, but it showed how much an AI has become. And in reality, what you guys are doing, you're trying to build your own platform like that, but a bit, but a bit more target towards you, in a sense. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know whether you want to go into the AI piece of what we're doing, because it's yeah. so I suppose we're, like, we're, we're looking at combining a lot of diverse data sets. So for now, mostly to behavioral social media, but there is there is a wealth of data out there that's you know related to location. So we've got data based on consumer spend in different areas, you know, from the likes of Experian. We've got like, um, you know, Uber had a, a, a brief trial of an API where they had a traffic API, so you can see like traffic flow in cities and things like that. So there's a lot of interesting data out there that can feed into our models. And once then we start making predictions, we can also, and measuring, um, you know, the uh, experiential marketing, we can start feeding that data also back into our model of saying, well, we know we sent these guys here and they did very well. So you're kind of a similar company, so you might also like to go here. So, yeah. you know, that, that's where we bring in like so a lot more of machine learning, learning from our own data, as it were. I can remember last year at a conference, uh, the head of CTO, Brian Air, John Hurley, was saying, Every person who goes in the plane has two, I think has two uh, petabytes of data or gigabyte data uh, per person on the plane. How do, how do we manage that? And the, the idea is that, that big data which you guys are going to be controlling, going to be using, that's where the money is. But how do we control that and manage that and, and, and use that to make money? And you guys have found a way of doing that actually, in Hopefully. a way. <laughs> no, I mean, if you can yeah. actually track footfall and tell people, Basically, Coke on and made a pop shop in Dublin that with a new new Coke truck come around, and you can tell them actually who was here at age group and all that and uh, how long did they spent actually 
at the, at the coke truck whatever and have yeah like I mean location intelligence is one of the fastest growth markets in the world and that's basically on the unlocking of data across mobile phones and social media APIs yeah. and I think the piece is right now it's not all there uh, Google were meant to open up a new API last year which we were looking to get early access on which was from Google places yeah. and you could extrapolate footfall combined with other sources so we were like great but that was part tense a huge dependency on uh, telco data with yeah. a partnership with Telefonica but these will get better in line with legislation it's getting better we're unlocking more insights and ultimately you know whether it's brands or marketing agencies they were using older data sets yeah. which could be a year old or they could be older what we're aiming to get is real-time data so the data that Jared's talking about for Q1 is actually available by the hour combined with the social media data so you can actually see where people are working or living so when when brands brands at the moment when they do a pop-up or an experiential marketing it's a little bit blind but oh we'll do it in the train station because there's lots of people there that reminds me of 10 years ago when someone said oh we'll we'll serve an ad on aircom.net because it's the number one website in Ireland but now it needs to get smarter when we want to enable brands to a b test their promotions and the types of stuff they're doing and the only way you can do this is is having access to real-time data yeah um and and that's what we strive to be at the forefront of and i guess also as well it's make sure it's, it's none of my data so basically when data is taken we don't actually who the person is because if you know their, their, their name and address and everything about them people are, are very wary of that well there's no way in hell we can know that it's you know jared lynch living yeah. in dublin it's it's all anonymized um and it's broken down by categories yeah. so so when someone uses our platform it's broken down by agent category sex but you'll never know the specific detail you'd be completely breaching yeah, well anything that, with that because i know people at times are worried about about that and if you can reassure them that basically if, if you're somebody and you, you're going to go to pop shop like you do whatever you need for peroni and if you're going to that peroni pop shop you can guarantee you we don't know who we don't know exactly who you are we know basically your age and, and sex but we don't know more than that we don't actually know basically where you live or, or your name we won't give that out but our aim is to find out in, in certain segments 18 and 30 how many people from the segment were there and, what, and uh, basically what, what age they were and also maybe the background if they were Irish if they were English whatever you can tell from that and that what yeah. do you want I mean I think people are getting more aware that social media companies in particular are, are really sort of big brothers watching you because you know you're being you know retarget or, or presented offers or whatever it might be where you're like oh my god how do they know that about me so people are more aware of this and more savvy and I think there's an understanding that companies are using data more smartly yeah. but there's generally an understanding that there's no way it's going to be like Tom we saw you were here or here so it's all you know there's certainly um and our, we're a b2b platform as well don't forget yeah. so it's happening in the background and Really, at the end of the day, it's the brand or marketing agency that will ask us those questions before they sign up to our technology. Okay, anything else with that? Um, no, I guess, well, I guess we, we just put out a call. We're, we're definitely looking for more data scientists to grow the team. So if anyone's interested in working in our you know, very exciting field, like, you know, get get in touch. And what kind of skills are you looking for? Um, I, I'd really like some people who have experienced building APIs. So, you know, like experience with machine learning models, but also building APIs in Python would be great. Okay, that's great. Thanks for that. Thanks, great. Thanks. Thanks.